Hey, what's up, folks? Just a heads up. This episode is the second half of a two-parter, so if you have not listened to episode one of this, go back and do so so there's no confusion. Uh, thanks for that. What are you doing? I, I told you this is the second part of the first part. Don't do that. Stop it. All right, friends. So before we dive back into things, um, I want to. This is the perfect time for us to talk about something that you talked about um, at a point in the first part of us podcasting about Freaknik, which was how this was the first kind of iteration of a bunch of black people enjoying spring break and showing and being able to see imagery of what that looks like because spring break has always been kind of seen through the the lens of predominantly white institutions. When they do MTV does college spring break, it's you know, blonde, blue-eyed girls in bikinis and uh, Smash Mouth and uh, boy bands and, you know, people in the pools dancing. It looks very lavish to somebody who is from Baltimore yeah. who, or who is from a place that is not a beach, beach side. If you're from right. Montgomery, Alabama, the, the MTV beach house looks like I'll never be there. Yeah. But Freaknik took place in Atlanta in the middle of a city. There's no beach. There's no sand. It just is black people having a good time and partying. So... Um, can you speak to what that feels like? Cause we, I think we both can speak to this. The difference in going to, I've never done it, but I would imagine going to a country concert and you can still have a good time at a country yeah, yeah, concert for sure. and going to go see, uh, you know, uh, Ja Rule, Fat Joe, Jada Kiss, a uh, 2000s uh, medley festival where it's like all black people that look like you and you're not, trying to fit in you can just be you you be yourself yeah so that's what i think that was the most important thing about this whole this whole picnic and how it you know originated was because this is a time where you were young kids and you can go hang around people that's your age and be yourself hear the music you like hear the music you like as a black individual with food and drinks like that and you guys all talk the same and it's like you know everything is like i'm here because i can be myself and then like that's why it was it was a a point where it was just like this is this whole thing is beautiful. All these black people coming together to party, to have fun, and to have a good time. And it was a in the article that I read that we both that we both read that uh, uh that this lady said something very interesting that she said that her name was Sonya Mary, and her point was that other people question why they didn't go to the beach during mm-hmm. this little party instead of in the streets and hanging out. And she and she said the beaches aren't weren't for black people. That's not really what black people do. Yeah, to we talk about to, that. We go to, to to go to the beach. It's like I got an hour or two in me max. Yeah, it's like we what we do is we hang, and and we can relate to this because we've mm-hmm. done this. Yeah, hanging out in the streets in our car was where we got where we got together and had a yeah. good time and and had a and had a blast. Had I mean, a blast. Had a Everybody time. pull up cars next to yeah. each other. We got music playing. Like yeah, yeah, man. And that's and we. That, did, I don't think black people need the backdrop of a beach. No. To have fun. We just need the vibes. The vibes. Yep. And this was where the vibes were. Yep. So again, like I, again, like I said, like this Freaknik was the first time that people saw spring break through a black lens. Yeah. Cause it wasn't Carson Daly or whoever the people are on MTV, the VJs at a beach house dancing with, you know, women in bikini tops. It was real. It was like, this is what it looks like when I'm in Dearborn, Michigan. This is what it looks like when I'm in Chicago. Like this Freaknik looks like, what it looks like when I'm having fun. Yes. It's yes. not, it doesn't, it doesn't cost money. I just got to get there. Yep. That's it, it doesn't, you know, I don't have to have special clothes. It, it's, it's, it's not excluding me culturally or financially. 
And I think that the beauty of this is what made it so popular, but it also, I feel like, is what led to its eventual demise. I think that the sadness in its demise is that if there were more places for young black people to be able to feel this, it wouldn't have happened this way. If there was Freak Nick West Coast, Freak Nick South, Freak Nick East, or it not just or just not Freak Nick, just something like where black people could go, young black people could go and feel like they're on vacation, but but around people that look and feel like them and, and the, the times we're all on the same page instead of everybody having to go to Atlanta. Yeah. It, 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 it made it reach maximum capacity and then shit got bad. Right. But if, if, if there was multiple hubs, like people could go here and go, th- then you spread it out. I don't think that, it you don't think so? Same, I mean, yeah. That's, oh, it wouldn't be it as epic, of course, but epic. I'm like, if, of okay, course, let's, you got to pick choose between going East coast or down South. It's like, I mean, on the West coast or down South it's like, you can't even, it's like, but then you, what if, what if the, the, the freak Nick on the West side is where is that, that year 92 and we go down South it's like, eh, I mean, it was cool. And that was more dead than, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, that's true. And don't, it's not even like, no, that's, man, that was, that's, I was waste that's, a year. That's a good point. My, but I just, I just think of it that way because, you know, as a kid, I, you know, I grew up co-mingling, you know, co-mingling and, you know, we, we're, we're, we're talking a lot about how much fun black people have together. That's, that doesn't mean that we're like promoting segregation or anything like that. Like no. I've had fun with all kinds of people. And my point is that, you know, these kind of things happen at senior week in Myrtle beach, uh, in ocean city, New Jersey, where it's like, you know, a lot of young white college kids, they go and they tear up ocean city and Myrtle beach and Daytona beach. They, they tear it up, but we don't get the benefit, the same benefit of the doubt. And, funneling of all these young black people into one place allows for those type of things that go wrong to happen. And they're going to be amplified because yeah. these times, what we're going to get into about what happened at the freak Knicks later on in the years, these things happen every year. It's sad. It's terrible. You get a bunch of young dudes and young girls and hormones and alcohol and a bad things are sure to happen. But something about freak Nick and the attendees of freak Nick made it this, evil, horrible, you know, once never happened before crazy type of thing where it's just like, no, this type of thing happens all the time. The only difference is usually spring break looks like this. Yeah. It's at a beach. It, these are touristy towns. This was happening in the middle of a metropolitan city. And I think the, but that's the beauty of it. Like that's what made it different, but that's what also made the, the antennas go up. Right. It's like, Hey man, you guys aren't in the sand. Like, this is a. I'm a banker. This is yeah. a bank. Yeah, I gotta go to work, and I'm stuck in gridlock traffic. You can't freak in front of the bank. <laughs> you know, so I think what made Freak Nick so unique and beautiful also put the spotlight on it when it got bad, and it was like, okay, as soon as it got bad, it's over. Yeah, there's no redeeming this. Like Daytona Beach, Ocean City, uh, Myrtle Beach. These places can, you know, put more police on patrol. And they want the tourist dollars because it's a tourist town. When it's not when it's not senior week, beach week, bike week, and Myrtle Beach, it's dead. Yeah, Atlanta's Atlanta. You're, pre- you're prepared for those because those are a, a, that's a, a high. Day, what is it? High traffic. Yeah, high traffic season. It's yeah. high season. Popular, whatever they call it. Atlanta's Atlanta, three sixty five. Atlanta's the place to be all year round. So let alone you know, there's always there's multiple sports teams. There's strip clubs. It's a it's a great place to go, Atlanta. Yeah. But it was like now you add a place like where it's even was, better. Yeah, but it was like Atlanta was Freaknik was Atlanta was fair game when it was Freaknik. It was like this whole thing is this whole thing is, is Freaknik. 
Atlanta's freaking. Yeah. yeah. We sh- we touching ass, shaking ass in front of the fucking grocery store. Dunkin' Brand- Donuts. Yeah, no. Regular people walking past, like, no, this yeah. is we party. They're like, now, I'm yeah. going to work. They're like, no, man, you're a freaknik. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not. <laughs> I, I live here. I'm going to work. Yeah. No, man, it's freaknik. That doesn't mean anything to me. It's yeah. like freaknik, freaknik became it was like Fourth uh, of July or like Labor Day. Mm-hmm. It was like a it was a it wasn't a festival. It was a holiday in Atlanta. Yeah. So it, there was again. I, I can't. I want people to really understand. Like there are no borders. There's no boundaries. If you all you need is a plane ticket to Atlanta, and you go to the West Side, East Side, wherever you're going in Atlanta, it's Freaknik. Yeah. You don't need a ticket. You don't need to know somebody. There's cars gridlocked. People just might start shaking ass in traffic. Everywhere's Freaknik. All you need to do is get there. That's insane to me. Can we talk about that though? Can we talk about the? And I think that's another part of the as far as attending this was the travel. Uh-huh. I think that was a, I think that was a big part of like the fun of going. Yeah. The video I saw was a uh YouTube video and it was it was a true life freaknik. Oh. Video on YouTube. Uh-huh. And they followed these two, you know how you know how uh, the true life episode they always they follow these two individuals and it, right. was, it was they followed a, a male and a female going to freaknik. Going to freaknik and the lead up to Oh, like them getting prepared and everything. So the guy and his guy and his friends, you know, these guys were in college, so they made the travel. They got an RV. They rented an oh, RV. Oh, they went all out. Yeah, they went in an RV <laughs> and got all, you know, got all fly and drove down there. And he was like, "Yeah, you know, we get the RV because you know if the girls see us in the, they think in we're the RV, because now because because everybody knows like the party is in traffic. That's where that's where it gets lit. It's, at. it's on the street. Yeah. It's on the street. So it's like if they so you see us, you gotta have a sound system. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they see us in an RV where it's, uh-huh. we don't have a car. This is an RV where it's room. Yeah, they can just come our, right out of their our, car to, in our car to get our freak on. Uh-huh. So we yeah, got yeah. the RV mm-hmm. that attracts the ladies. So that was their whole thing. And then the females was they went on a little shopping spree and they this is what I'm gonna wear this night and this mm-hmm. and they took a plane. They they got on a flight down there. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was pretty cool for them to show that them leading up and how they prepare. Like it was just a whole it yeah. was a whole thing. And you also got to, I know we, we joked around where we were like watching footage and stuff and talking about it where we go, it's something about people in the 90s, I don't know if it was the haircuts or the fashion or whatever, like yeah. this person is like, I'm 21, but you yeah. look like my dad. Yeah. Like you, you look 41. Right. But keep in mind, somebody 21 years old, this could be their first trip. Yeah. So that element of it too, like the first time I ever went on a vacation or a trip, saved money to go somewhere from Baltimore to such and such from California, such and such was to go to Freaknik. Yeah. It was my first flight. It was my first road trip with my friends. Like, yeah. so it's like you that's a good point too. Like that element of it is so nostalgic and exactly. uh, formative. Like it's, it's, it's the first time I hit the road and yep. drove for 15 hours and all the stuff we did on the road down there. Cause we we're already in Freaknik mind. Yeah. So it's something I bet it's something about I could it's just something about being young. I can I know what young and hormones and shit. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. if I'm going somewhere where I'm planning on asking girls for phone numbers and all this stuff, the vacation starts when we hit the road. Exactly. So driving that driving through the different states and stuff, yeah. I'm on freaknik mode. Yeah, I'm riled the up. whole way down. The I'm like, hey, man, I'm confident. Hey, what's up, girl? You never you ever yeah. been you come here often. Yeah. I, we're just in the middle of nowhere at a Waffle House truck stop. <laughs> I'm ready. Like I'm, I'm, I'm I got to get my I got to get my game right. Yeah. So like I can picture these dudes and the traveling and the yeah, man. It, you know the the women and the I got a, a bikini I want to wear this to you know I might get in a music video like all the excitement is bigger than just Lead, before you even get down exactly. there exactly leading up to that was that was also just like when you go on a trip like now like you the 
the preparing the preparing yourself to go on a trip is that's also fun as well because you're building yeah, up packing the bag packing the outfits the bag. exactly man mm-hmm. that's that's the whole it's all a part of the 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 um the the feel of the trip yeah like just just building up it's like oh man this is we pack, we going out to eat, just hanging out with friends and just talking about it oh man yes and this was the trip for everyone who yep. was under 25 and yep. black in America. This was the trip. Yep. It was some people describe it as like Mecca. Yeah. Like if you're not going, if you haven't been to Freaknik at least once, like what are you doing? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's, that just goes to show you how that network of grapevine phone calls and excitement have reached the masses where people were like, you wait, you haven't been to Freaknik? Oh, you got it. Like you, you're missing out. Yeah. So like we just discussed, as Freaknik grew, uh, weekend events spilled out from Piedmont Park, which was where it originated, into clubs and concert venues around town, attracting performers and promoters. Yep. But for most attendees, the attraction was not so much going to events as getting there, as yep. we just talked about for a little yep. bit. Uh, former student Ayana Brown recalls there never being flyers posted for Freaknik. We all just knew when it was, she said. We would typically leave early Friday morning, and one of the things that really resonated to me as we would be driving down to Atlanta would be us coming through Columbus and seeing all the traffic, mm. which is like we said, I mean, yeah. it's notorious, but it's also part of it. So normally traffic is annoying, but then there's people throwing ass, there's dudes getting out of their car, drinking beers, and it's, it's like a party in, in the streets, dancing in the streets, yep. like that song. It, you know, it's like everybody, it's like even the, even the annoying parts of vacation were fun, you know, because I hate, vacation traffic's the worst. Yeah. When you get close to the beach, you're almost there. It's like dead stop. Yeah. Imagine, imagine if people just started doing the party in the middle of the streets while that was happening. You're like, music that would make it better. Yeah. Yeah, it would make it better. Car and shit. Oh, it's crazy. You know, that would make it better for sure. You pull out your giant camcorder that you, it's eighty pounds because you're like, I gotta, I gotta save this. People are gonna remember this. You gotta hold it like this. It looks like a you have a, a rocket launcher on your shoulder. Yeah. Also, speaking of that, the footage is very nostalgic because it's there's it's VHS footage. Uh huh. And it's that, and I don't know if you remember this, that when you look at VHS footage, it's they have it has this wrinkle, this wavy little yeah, the wave, the wave yep. up its, and it's like, but the thing about that is, what made me think about it was, I I had a little smile because I was like, I grew up, you know, and I was born in the '90s, grew up in the '90s, but it's like, that doesn't bother me because at the, at right. one point you got used to it, but somebody sure. younger than us see that and they go, what the fuck, I can't this watch is this, annoying. this is take this off. But for me, I went like, Do you know how many movies yeah. I watch where people stand up in the middle of the, yeah, man, you know how many movies I've seen that are <laughs> recorded, but somebody's camcorder? Yeah, because it's just like if, I, if my dad was watching something or my grandma was watching something black and white, I would go, I can't, I, yeah, I can't get I down can't, with this. And they go like, what, are we, what do you, it's TV, what do you mean? Because they, 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 at one point they were used to it, and I just that just seeing, I went, oh man, that's yeah, that's crazy. The privilege of you youths with your high <laughs> definition and your streaming. Yeah. You ever watch Scary Movie 2 and a dude is laughing at the jokes that you find funny too and then you can't hear the next joke? Yeah. Don't talk to me about struggle, okay? We used to watch TV with way It used to have waves. It wasn't no <laughs> the, the, barely definition. Yeah. Standard definition is what we grew up on. Yep. SD. SD. Ever heard of it? <laughs> wasn't no P's, 1080p, none of that. Yeah. Standard definition. Man. And if you were lucky... There weren't people standing up in the middle of the movies you got from the barbershop. You can only could hope you got a good one. <laughs> Talking you hope and pray. Yeah. Like, hey, so, hey, so after this, you want to go to uh, yeah. Applebee's and get it? I'm trying to watch the Titanic Excuse right now. Yeah. <laughs> the best part of the movie is on. Fucking guy. He's out of all people. He's out of all people. He's seven foot tall. 
Fucking guy. <laughs> I have to tell you, Jack. I'm actually from. <laughs> Somebody's next telephone goes off right when it's about the big plot twist of the movie. <laughs> right. And so, and they answer the phone. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just at uh, the movies right yeah. now. Yeah. No. Nah, I'll tell. I'll, I'll, I'll call you after I get out of here. Now we don't know what happened. Don't know what happened. Lost. We don't know what happened. This is the life we lived. Crazy man. <laughs> so, um. And talking about the traffic, um, this element of the of Freaknik is what it wasn't made evident until the spring of 1993. This was the year that Freaknik peaked, seeing more attendees than it ever did before in the decade-long tenure as the de facto spring break party for young black students. So in 1993, this was the this was the most traffic, the most of people, the most like everything negative. This was the most everything. So this is when people, this is when uh, local city officials, uh, local residents, people really started to go, I don't like this. Yeah. You know, like for years, because again, like you said in part one, there was a lot of, hey man, listen, it's black people, young black people, they got something to do. Let's not demonize them. Like, right. let them have their fun. Yeah. They let that go a lot longer than I think they could have. It was annoying up to a point. I mean, it was annoying before 1993. It was traffic and it was people couldn't come in, you know, because Freaknik's one weekend, but I'm here for, I'm here for the uh, Atlanta Hawks game. Yeah. I can't get a hotel. Right. And people go, well, you know, it's money coming in and it's young black kids and they're in college and they're doing good things. They're doing all the right stuff. Like, let them have some fun. And 1993 was the first year where people went, I don't really think I can keep letting that fly. Yeah. Because this guy's 40. I don't, I don't think he's just a young kid trying to let some steam off. Like, this <laughs> yeah. is just a man. Yeah, this is a grown-ass man down here. This is a grown man down here. He's not from here. He's, he's littering. He keeps saying where the freaks at. Yeah. He's belligerently drunk. It was a lot more of those people. So I think all the locals were that sentiment of it's AUC and Morehouse men and Spellman women. And they're just trying to let some steam off and let them get their degrees yeah, and black excellence. That. And it started to like wane. Yeah. Especially when they couldn't, when they, they couldn't predict what the crowd was going to be like. And exactly. they expected a certain number and it tripled that number. They went like, we can't, there's no way and, we can. And the radius, the radius kept like it was Piedmont Park, <laughs> and then the gas station across from Piedmont Park. Then it's like Piedmont Park. It, now it's way out. It's, it's it keeps expanding. Yeah. So now it's starting to affect people's day to day life even more. Yeah. So it, you know it started to get out of hand. So gridlock, gridlock traffic stretched for what seemed like forever on the streets of Atlanta, mm. and while trapped commuters seethed and at the standstill of the traffic, students got out of their vehicles and danced in the street. All weekend long, the party rolled from Piedmont Park to Peachtree to Peach Street to Lakewood to the West End, blocking residents in their home and bringing businesses to a halt. People literally could not leave their house. That's crazy. Again, this is not Daytona Beach. This isn't my even Miami. Miami's a city. Like my, nothing happens in Miami that gridlocks everything. At least to, not to my knowledge. This is a major city, Atlanta. You can't have people not being able to come out of their house. Yeah. Like they didn't sign up for this. This is we're not talking about like retirees in a in a beach town, and they know what to expect at this point. Like, cause it's like beach weekend. Like, no, people don't expect this in a major city. You can't tell me I can't come out of my house. So, ninety three Freaknik also rode the wave of a musical and cultural shift with acts like Two Live Crew ushering in a new era of raunchy rump shaker music, with the founder of the of the crew, Luther Uncle Luke Campbell even showing footage of the 93 Freaknik in his video for the song Work It Out. So again, like we talked about them being in uh, a Spike Lee movie on um, a different world. You got to keep in mind, School Days is about what? College kids. Yep. 
A Different World is about what? College kids. Uncle Luke showing ass rump shaking in a music video. Who's that going to bring? Not college kids? Everybody. Yeah, it's like anybody who likes freaks. Yeah. It's like, wait, Uncle Luke is down there and he's, is freaks down there? Yeah. So now, again, you start to strip away the elements of what made Freak Nick beautiful. Now you start to see less Morehouse and uh, just college sweatshirts and that element is starting to be stripped away. Yeah. And now it's just about the mute hip hop yeah. and booty shaking and getting drunk and fun. And so now when uncle Luke, not, not to put it all on him, but I'm just saying when it became more about hip hop and music and concerts, now it's not about college at all. No, the essence so, of the freak Nick was, it, 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 it didn't matter. It was, gone. it was gone. It was gone. It was just a party. So it was just, now it's just a party. Now it's a it freak didn't party. finals week. It didn't matter. It was, nobody get, I'm it's not, it's a freak. I haven't party, taken man. a test since uh, 12th grade. I didn't school. I'm, damn. I'm 37 I'm years old. The freaks. Where the I'm freaks? here Stop. for the freaks. The only final I'm trying to get is last call when this club closes. So we can go to the after spot yeah. for more freaks. Yeah. That's the only final I'm concerned about. So all the elements of what made it forgivable and fun and innocent are now gone. Uncle Luke is here and he's talking about dicks and uh, rump shaking and wow. all this stuff. It's, it's, it's no, there's no, college is not a part of this anymore. And I think that there's something so wild about that. It's like Frankenstein's monster. You know, like this all started from a DC Metro social club. And I bet that those people probably still, they probably hung around for a bit. And, and as the people, you know, with notoriety, yeah, we started this like, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. And tried to be like, Hey man, don't come down here. And, uh, but then one year, that's that face you just made. <laughs> one year they one year they were at a club or a party at a freak nick uh sanctioned event or something that said freak nick on it and they went, Hey man, how about y'all calm down? And somebody went, Man, get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. Who are you? And that was when that's when you go, Oh, this has gotten bigger. We nobody can control this anymore. No. You know, that's that's a scary moment when you go, I started this, it was a fun thing, and I tried to put my I tried to swing my weight a little bit to try to control it and go, Hey guys, look, this is Atlanta, we're all college kids. No, I'm not. Shut up. Hey, man, turn the music back up. Who is this? Take the mic from him. You go, oh, shit. I'm, yeah. It's, but I'm, I'm Rico Brown. So? I, <laughs> <laughs> and who the fuck is that? <laughs> I named it Freak Nigga. Man, get booed. Right. Like, that happened to these people eventually, yeah. I feel like. You know, I've, yeah. I've been, eventually they had to go, oh, this is bigger than us now. We've lost control of this. Yeah. Also, also not making a dime. Like, you're not getting... Yeah, this Nothing. is, but, but you got, but think about this though. This is clout. This is before we know what clout is, anything like that. Being the person who started Freaknik, I'm sure it came with some perks. You're getting into the parties and, you know, getting shouted out on the microphone. Like you might not be getting any money, but having the clout, everybody likes freaks. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't you know. I don't, like, think, everybody's I don't think before the 90s, the prime years, maybe. They weren't getting like recognition. They wasn't recognition. getting record. It was too many people. And by I, the time Uncle Luke came it down was there, just, people, right, yeah, it, people care about Uncle Luke, not it was Rico just, Brown. Because like, like you said, it's just it was just an, you just went. It wasn't a events, you know, names. Was it just didn't that didn't matter? It was just like right. We come down here at this date to have yeah. one. It doesn't. There is no somebody organized. This no, that doesn't matter. It's it, just Freak Nick it's again. Just freak, that's it. That is it. It's just yeah. It's the time of the year where Freaknik happens. And there's there are no, artists, nobody, yeah. artists, and producers down there that have bigger yeah. names than you. Yeah, I don't Man. care about Rico. I don't give a shit about Rico Brown. <laughs> Snoop Dogg's here. Right. <laughs> Jermaine <laughs> Dupri is over there. I don't give a damn about the damn Rico Brown. 
Hey, man, shout out to Rico Brown, man. I'm sorry you catch just straight bullets like this. It's just a fu- you're just the, you're the guy that's named it. That's that is it. <laughs> that is it. Hey, man, hey, man, let me get on the mic real quick. Hey, y'all, how about y'all hold it down over there in the corner? You know, we got to be respectful of the ladies. Who is this? Where's Snoop? Get <laughs> Snoop at. Call him. Where's Snoop? <laughs> Boo! Like. Well, shout, you know, I just want to say um, I'm Rico Brown, actually the creator of the name Freak Nick. We don't care. <laughs> we don't care. We don't care. Like, damn, you, that's when you go, oh, this shit is out of hand yeah, now. You don't matter anymore. You don't matter at <laughs> all. So, and I think that was not made any more apparent than the 93 Freak Nick. So, like I said, like this hit, this hit, every new metric it hit. It was the most attendees, the most famous celebrities. It was the most money that had come in. Everything had topped. And this is when it peaked. Yep. This was the biggest yet. And now, off coming off the heels of that success and being in the Uncle Luke music video, people seeing rump shaking going on in, in Atlanta, 19, the 94 Freak Nick was slated to be epic. Yep. City Council allocated $175,000 for security and cleanup. So they were starting, they were prepared. You know, word got around and they, that they had preemptively put into place measures to help with the chaos. Yeah. This is the first time they had done this. As far as Freaknik is concerned, the uh, it was feature acts were set in place to perform, such as Snoop Dogg and Queen Latifah, and this is U N I T Y Queen Latifah, yeah. di- like, which is also an interesting dichotomy because I feel like Queen Latifah would not want to be somewhere where dudes are trying to grab women's asses without their consent. I feel like that's very anti Queen Latifah's sentiment. Who you calling a bitch? Yeah, and then she, you know, so I, but. Again, this is where the money's at. And this might not be the word. People might not know it's like people, women are being fondled. And this is like, it's 150,000 people in one place. Yeah. And they're, they all have money and they're looking to go see some performances. So I'm going to go down there and make some money. Yeah. And we're some of the most popular artists of the time. So uh, the 1994 Freaknik consisted of performances from popular artists, weekend-long parties, and gridlock traffic. Freak Fest in the middle of Peachtree uh, 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 Peach uh, Street or Avenue, which was like the one, like it's like Ocean Drive in Miami, like the one big long street. Mm-hmm. Peachtree had a lot of traffic, and that's where people would turn the music up and just be gridlocked and freak. Freak Nick 94 drew a crowd of 200,000 attendees, mm. 70,000 of whom turned out for a Saturday concert in Piedmont Park, which is where, the, where Freak Nick was founded. Yeah. It went from, you know, I think I think the first one had a couple thousand people at the park, you know, kids left behind from from spring break to 70,000 people in a park That's a lot for of for a concert. In a decade. It's the first Freaknik was in 90 was in 83, we're now in 94. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's all word of mouth. Yeah. Steadily going up every year. Exponential growth, man. It's just the the grapevine aspect of this is so crazy that it grew like this only off of Word of mouth. Word of mouth got it in the Spike Lee movie. Word of mouth got it in the Uncle Luke video. Like, it's all, everybody just found out this was the place to be. Yeah. And then too many people found out. Like anything good, too many people found out it was the place to be. It's always get ruined that way. That's not always Mm -hmm. get ruined. Every time. So, the music industry invaded uh, Atlanta, and it went from a weekend for young academics to blow off steam to a weekend filled with rappers and celebrities, with people from all over the country cramming into Atlanta to get a taste of the moment. Um, I, I gave some allusions to what I wanted to talk about in part one, but uh, researching this um, gave me big Coachella vibes where Coachella, everything I've heard of Coachella ever from anybody that I know that has gone is like 
Coachella sucks. It's hot. Um, I, you barely go to any of the shows, but everybody just wants to get a picture at Coachella to say they were at Coachella. Yeah. And I think at a point, uh, Freaknik became a place just you wanted to go and have an experience and say you went to Freaknik. Right. I don't care who's performing. I don't care about college or black academics. I don't care about any of that. This is just the place everybody's telling me I need to be. So it's almost like you, if you want to be an influencer, you want to have some clout, you want to have a story to tell, you got to say you went to uh, Freaknik for your spring break. Yeah. What's a spring break without Freaknik? So now it's a spring break. I got to go to Freaknik. That's what you do. By 95, the fall of Freaknik had begun. Restaurants announced plans to close, and some hotels refused to take reservations during the weekend of Freaknik. So there were, pl- there were places that were actually like boarding themselves up, closing for the weekend. They did not want the money. They didn't yeah. want the chaos. They didn't want, the money didn't matter anymore. Nope. So this is full tipping point. Now you've, it's, it started up so good. Money, 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 money. Now it's like, oh, all money ain't good money. No. I'm closing up. I don't want people in here. They come in, they make a, I don't even want the money. It's not, as a matter of fact, I can't even really get the money because it's so overwhelming that it's, I can't even match the demand. Like, it's nothing worse than, there's a difference between a good, like, I know people that, you know, I had friends when I was younger in the service industry. And there's a difference between, oh, I had a crazy night bartending or a crazy night serving. I made $500, I made $800. And, oh, from 3 o'clock in the afternoon to 9 o'clock at night, I was in the weeds. Everybody was mad at me because they weren't getting their food on time. I didn't get any tips. It just was packed and busy too much the whole time. Yeah. It wasn't just busy and I had a flow. but No, it was too busy. Tables of 15, 20 people. I, we didn't have enough food. Everything was out of stock. Yeah. People were mad at me. They're running out on their checks to go to somewhere else because we're taking too long. I, I barely made any money. And I was stressed out, getting cussed out, at, cussed at, and had a terrible de- weekend. That's the point that Freaknik got to where it's like, oh, it's it's just not, close. It's not worth it. So, like I said, hotels started refusing uh, reservations, uh, restaurants threatened to close. And for the first time since 1936, Atlanta's Dogwood Festival was rescheduled. I didn't do any research into what the Dogwood Festival is, but uh, it's been happening since, it was happening since 1936, and then they rescheduled it. They didn't want to be down there for it. So, <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. So um, some 600 residents and businesses formed the Freaknik Fallout Group and threatened to sue the city. Mm. Because of, like, the turmoil that this, this uh, Freaknik has, is causing to local residents. They threatened to sue the city. Like, do something, basically. Is what they're, you know, they're trying to force, the, the, like, the mayor's hand. And while Freaknik was now bigger than ever, it was no longer seen as a financial benefit to the local economy that was worth dealing with everything else that came along with it. Freaknik was now officially a public nuisance. There was, now, there was no longer a positive thing to be seen about Freaknik. No. But, it conti- but it was continuing. So that's not a good, that's not a good mis- like mixture. Like there's no public support in the local uh, citizens and it's still happening. That's just ripe for conflict. I'm a dude that I pay, I pay $250,000 for this house and you're out here pissing out in front of my house. I come out yeah. and I'm like, get out of here. We don't like, we don't want you in Atlanta. And now that person is 35. They're not a kid. That's the thing. Like, in the early stages of Freaknik, these are kids. And what do kids, no matter how much fun kids are having, they don't want to get in trouble. Right. Especially college. College kids, they got to Exactly. I don't want to lose my scholarship. Right. I don't want to get kicked out of school. Like, there's real stakes for them to not go too far. Exactly. But these are just adult people. No. I'll get a DUI. I'll give, I'll give a damn. I'll get a public urination citation. I ain't from here. Like, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> that part. That part. Like, I took RV here. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 
<laughs> I'm from Oakland. Like I just like I don't like I'm leaving here Monday morning. <laughs> I will take a I will defecate right here. I will take a shit out of, right on your step. Right here on your porch and right now and leave and, leave and, and not think care. about it at all. You know, so now you that's how Freaknik really turned at that point. It's, there was no communal the people involved in it, they don't care about the community. No, but I was saying like I think that's when, like you said, the demise, but they was trying to when they was getting the the public outcry of like this has to something has to change. But it was like they were trying to they was trying to compromise was like Exactly. We still want the, we want the money. We want the money. And we want the kids to have fun. And we want people that live here, that are daily residents here, we want them to be mm-hmm. able to be able to commute from wherever they need to go without yes. having any hiccups. But we gotta but we gotta try to find a way to you know, meet in the middle somewhere. So they it's tried like, to bridge the gap. Exactly. So it's like we need to, you know, implement a you know control traffic control mm-hmm. something. We could block off something. We got to do something. None of it worked, and they refused to see the signs of that until it was too late. Yeah, they've refused because I think I think also a part of it probably for the local government was, hey man, like these kids, they live here. Like they might not be here forever, but they go to school here. Yeah. So after this weekend, they still, they care. Like, it might be getting a little crazy, but at the end of the day, like, they are Atlantan, Atlanteans or yeah. whatever. Like, they are, until they graduate, they live here. So we want we want them to have a good time here. And, and this is this is, this is is Wakanda. I know they weren't calling it that then, but, like, Atlanta has Atlanta, this history yes. of, yeah. it's, this, it's, it's this bastion of black excellence, bro. Like, from the, from the politicians, one of the first black mayors in any yep. city in the country this was in Atlanta. Right. Like, I mean, Everything like the way that the they went the way that the um one of the mayors implemented this rule that it, like any contracts that the city gets with a business has to have thirty percent black participation. Like if you yeah. if you want uh street cleaners for an event, that street cleaning company, if you want to give them a contract with the city, that street cleaning company has to have like thirty percent black ownership. Yep. So it created all these black millionaires. That's what Atlanta is. And I don't think they wanted to stifle these young black future academics and professionals. I thought they were like, let them have fun. And it and before they could look up and realize it, it's like, oh, this is now mostly most of the people at this don't even live here no. or go here or or even in college. So and they missed the boat. They tried to compromise and change it to this and change the name and add basketball tournaments and shit. Like and and as they were doing that, the number of the the scale of college students to just black kids yeah. was getting more unbalanced and unbalanced. Like it, and and then they, when they looked up and it was ninety four and they go. I don't even know if anybody at this thing goes to school here no. or is from here. And they weren't. A lot of them weren't. And that's when it's like, uh, shit, well, this shit is out of hand. Yeah. This shit is severely. This but shit that is was got, this also is, that was also hurting because like it wasn't what it used to be. Like even if it even if it was like peaking at you night. You couldn't defend it anymore. You couldn't. Yeah, because it was like, well, we used to just ride the streets or whatever, but now it's like now this is stuff, this is blocked off. This there's restrictions. Now it's like well, this is not what it this used to be even, as us exactly. college kids that, that are down here. But the people that come from out of state, it's like, Shit, whatever. I mean, like, yeah, I don't care. I don't give a damn. I like this it's, better. <laughs> it's they, fun. Got, they have, you also got to keep my guy. Also take yourself back to 94, 95. Uncle Luke, his music was like illegal. I know. That. So you're talking about like his, his music was, it was too inappropriate. So you're, you're now you're talking about that element of uh, young hip hop and Snoop Dogg and these people, the controversial hip hop music. Now you add that element of it to it in Atlanta, and it's like it's just bringing in a different crowd. Right. Yeah. The crowd has just really changed, and the mayor attempted. This is this is crazy, but the mayor the mayor of Atlanta attempted to negotiate with the mayor of New Orleans to shift Freaknik there. 
No. And the mayor was like, nah, Hell we got no. Mardi Gras. We got Mardi Gras down here. Like, I don't, we're good, right? You, you That's your thing. We're okay. So they tried to shift it, and it did not work. Nope. Because why? It, it doesn't have anything to do with, it's not about college anymore. It's not about, like, you, nobody has control over this anymore. It, Freak Nick is Atlanta. Atlanta is Freak Nick. The mayor cannot tell people, like, hey, man, actually, Freak Nick is in New Orleans now. Because who's going to, who? Who's the like? Who's the queen bee of that? Yeah, it's not the mayor of Atlanta. It's there has to be a person that goes. I'm the founder of Freaknik, and you all acknowledge me as that and respect me as that. And now I'm saying to all of you, we're going from Atlanta to New Orleans. There is no person like that. No, Freaknik is just the Atlanta weekend. Yeah, it's not an organized event. And I think they just, I don't think they could understand. It was they they thought it was way too late. They didn't recognize that this had just become its own thing. Way a long time ago, because um, it was organized in a way. It was like at a, it was at a park. This is where we. Is this is where, and then it was like, all right, well, so it started flooding into the, the streets. It's like, okay, well, yeah. now we don't have any control of this anymore. Well, what they did was they also like other things that they tried to do was is organizing a park. Right. So by like year five years in, when it got a little bit um out of hand, they tried to make it harder to get a noise ordinance permit. Mm for you to play music in Piedmont Park. Okay. And that's part of the reason that it started to funnel out because it's like, okay, well, I'll just play music in my car or I'll play music over here. Or we'll do a little thing over here. It doesn't have to be at the park. And it and that that aided in it growing and growing out because it's like, okay, well, then it's not at Piedmont Park. Maybe we'll do one thing at Piedmont Park when we can get permission. But when we don't have permission, we'll go here or go there or go over here. Yeah. And, like, they found a, they found a way around everything. Like, we're here to have a good time. We're here for the freaks. <laughs> you telling us we can't go to Piedmont Park is not going to stop me from trying to organize no. something to get the freaks to come out. The freaks come out at night anyway. <laughs> like, okay, we can't have a we can't have a, a park picnic at three o'clock in the afternoon. The freaks come out at night anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm gonna get my freak on. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen. No matter what you're talking about, <laughs> Mayor Dinkins or whatever, whoever the mayor is of the time, I'm here to get my freak yeah. on. You think I rented a uh, Cruise America <laughs> RV for nothing? Nah. You think I filled that thing up with Cavassier <laughs> and Hypnotic to make Incredible Hulks <laughs> for nothing? No, man. You're out of your mind. Right. I'm here to freak. Now move. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, wait. Don't make me get aggressive because, again, I'm not from here. I will, catch, <laughs> I will catch a light assault charge and have a warrant in Atlanta and never come here again. Never come here again. That would be it. <laughs> Affirmative Murder is brought to you by My Life in a Book. With Mother's Day right around the corner, I just know you guys are thinking about a truly special gift for your mom. Well, let me tell you about a pretty priceless gift. MyLifeInABook.com It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book that you could pass down from generation to generation, which I think is a pretty awesome memento to leave behind. Here's how it works. Every week, MyLifeInABook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. Your mother or the mother can either type her response or record her voice. MyLifeInABook.com then compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audio book using her voice recordings. It would be like preserving her voice and her stories for all of eternity. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories and this is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm in the middle of my MyLifeInABook.com journey, and I'm really excited to see how it turns out. I've been asking some pretty thought-provoking and funny questions, and, you know, I'm excited to see the response, but I'm also just excited to have the physical book in my hands and know that I can look back on it in 20, 30 years. 
The interface is super user-friendly. The questions are super easy to set up. It's a breeze of a process. So what I need you to do is check out mylifeinabook.com. That's mylifeinabook.com. And use code AMP. That's A-M as in Mother's Day. P. At checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for the mom in your life this Mother's Day. One more time. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code AMP for 10% off today. Oh, man. Yeah. So, um, so again, according to Ayanna Brown, somebody I spoke about in part one, uh, she said that by 1995, you had the airport locked up. Like, it, it, it was just packed. Everything was jam-packed. She said people were coming from everywhere. So the tone of Freaknik started to change. She said, I can remember seeing middle-aged men in their cars and thinking, why are you here? Yeah. Man, I'm here for the freaks, man. Go ahead and get you a little uh, soda up out of the trunk there. I got a cooler back there. You know, you know, go ahead, go ahead and treat yourself, girl. It's like 19 and 20. Just gross, dude. It got gross. Freaknik got gross. It was no longer the young college fun things. Like, it, it, got, it got gross. And then, like all things, when that starts to turn, now the ratio changes. And when the ratio changes, that's when it gets dangerous. Yep. And it's like. When it's five to one men to win, five men to every one woman. And not woman. Young girls. Young girls. And, and middle-aged. Grown men. 30 grown men. You yep. know, so it, it, this, it, the, the turn had officially begun. Uh, Freaknik 1995 wrapped up with grim reports. The rape unit at Grady Memorial Hospital had treated 10 victims. Mm. Far more than in any typical weekend in Atlanta. Police made at least 93 arrests and there were reports of looting uh, in underground Atlanta and Greenbrier Mall. And three people were shot. Yep. So the 90, 95 Freaknik was the last straw. Yeah, that was it. it was the culmination of all the fears and all the complaints and everything. People thought it was going and it lost its spirit and what it was originally supposed to be. It all came to fruition at the nineteen ninety five Freaknik. I'm sure women. There were cases of you know reports of women being like, "I was just dancing, and then you know it got out of hand." And um, but in nineteen ninety five, there were like real reports, like real concrete rapes happen, shootings happen. The demise had come for right. Freaknik in nineteen ninety five. Rapes, sexual assault, like you said, the looting. And the shooting is like, okay, now it's like, again, when we spoke on these college kids was like, they have more to lose when it became just grown men coming here and yes. partying. Like you said, the ratio. With nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. And the ratio drastically changes. That's when it's just like, you got women. There were cases where, like you said, women being sexually assaulted, women were being chased. Women were yes. being groped up by two to three, two to three men. Uh, mauled mauled shirt over there you know skirts up and, and shirts is like felt up grabbed and, and it's on like yeah. there were oh, instances where a lady was being mauled by three dudes and a guy had to come in and help her escape essentially escape from mm -hmm. these these disgusting men yep. trying to touch up on her because like again now we can speak on this as men you go they hear freaking is like oh there's women there that's open to you know whatever uh -huh. we, and they but, and they flood that when fun devolves into chaos, women are the first ones in danger. Yep. So, so see us as young men. I'm not speak. I'm not, I don't want to speak. I'm not that guy, and you're not that no. guy. So, I, but I don't want to speak us up and right. whatever. Right. But I'm just saying, like, we know how to go and have a good time and everything like that, right? But women don't get to do that. No. 
you know, when it, when it, like for me and you, when, when shit gets crazy and we start seeing shit get crazy, we get to just go, man, it's too many, too much bumping and people pushing. <laughs> I'm out. Let's go. I'm out. But a woman is the, the, the reason we're getting bumped is because there's some woman like being pulled. Yes. I want to dance with her now. No, I want to dance with her. And all there, all these women signed up to go to Atlanta to put on a bikini and dance and have a good time. Yep. But as soon as you dance and have a good time, it's dudes coming over there want to grab your ass. And then one dude grabs your ass. Now 15 dudes want to grab your ass. And it's just it's like, it's like animals. Yeah. So Freak Nick is known for these gridlock traffics, right? So I've seen, I've saw footage of women being like, okay, we're gridlocked. Let me pop my top half out of the car and do a little dance. Ah, And then dudes like yanking them out of yeah. the car, like the rest of the way yeah. out of the car. And like, they're trying to fight to get back in the car with their friends, yeah. and it's like 20 dudes swarming on them. Now they get back in the car, they don't have a top on anymore. Right, like there's like that and dancing, like there's that's some universal signal for men to go like, oh, they are sending me some type of signal. It's like yes, a thousand of a men all thinking alike where like, no, they're doing that for me to, to get my attention. Consent is not a thing anymore. It's like she's dancing, I want to grind on her. No, I want to grind on her. I want to freak dance on her. And it, it, the woman's autonomy... Her thoughts, they don't have that. nothing. Other, it doesn't matter yep. anymore. She's just a, a, a body that we want to fondle. That's what it became. It, it, women, and listen, I think that both women and men, sometimes, you know, it's fun to be objectified a little bit. Sometimes it's fun to be young and you're, it's just your body and we're having a good time. But when that turns, it's dangerous for women. Yeah. When, cause, cause dudes can go down to if you're a good looking dude, you go down to Freak Nick, and the women are throwing themselves at you, and you go have a great time at Freak Nick. But the reverse of that is scary when you're like a pretty girl or you know a, a girl that's down there to have fun, and thirty dudes are throwing themselves at you. That's dangerous. Yeah. It's, scary. it's scary. It's not fun. It's not funny. It's not you know. And then especially when it's now the ratio, you you're the only girl at the party. Yep. You know, like it's it's not it's not safe. You know, and I hate to, I hate to frame it that way when we're talking about this black festival because that's not how it started. You know, it, it didn't start as something. It started as something. Women, men, boys, girls, young kids. Like it's just a fun thing. And that by the time it, it it ended, it had gotten so big that it was not safe for women to be there. It was not safe for anybody you know? to be there. Well, it's safe for anybody to be there. I mean, people being robbed, shot. Yeah. Like it, it it got completely out of hand. And but this is what happens when. You like, I used to go to Firefly in Delaware, and you got Bonnaroo in Tennessee, and you got Made in America in Philadelphia. These are festivals. 40,000 tickets. When we sell 40,000, the 40,000 ticket, that's it. You, nobody else can come in here. It's closed off. We've hired security. We have fences. We have organized events. There's food. There's water. Like, it's an event. Freaknik was literally just Atlanta yeah. was a free-for-all. It's like a big house party. It's like a big house party, and then the police can come, but where are they going to send you? You're, they can't kick you out of Atlanta. Like, there's nowhere to kick you out of. There's nothing to close. There's no, You can shut down this party where Snoop Dogg is performing, but, like, there's 50 parties happening tonight all over Atlanta. It, it was – I don't know if we'll ever see something like this again. Again, like, we talk about senior week. We talk about, you know, you know kids in college go down to Daytona Beach and stuff, but it's not this hub – where hundreds of that. Well, actually, let me take that back. Cause during COVID, I remember one of the senior weeks or something, Miami got crazy. Like, like after, all the kids were cooped up. Back up. When stuff started opening up back and kids were like sick of listening yeah. to rules and it, it got, cr but think about what it, it had to be like 
the world had to shut down and then the door had to crack open a little bit for people to lose their minds. This was just a word grapevine party. I don't think we'll ever see anything like Freak Nick again. Um, Let me before I don't want to let me let me let's let's go ahead and uh, close things out um, before we uh, get into talking about the future of Freak Nick or events that could be like it in the future, anything like that. So um, what happened with Freak Nick, funny enough, is that in 1996, Atlanta was Atlanta announced that it was going to be hosting the Olympic Games. Mm -hmm. So because it had this big spotlight on itself, it cleaned house. They, you know, they they banned Freak Nick that year that the Olympics was happening because the optics, they didn't want it to look bad. They, you know, they hired more security. They gave police more overtime. Like they locked down and cracked down in every way possible and made the place beautiful. Because that's what that's what you do when the the Olympics is basically like an audition for the world. Like come here for tourism. Look how beautiful Atlanta is. And so they did not want any shootings, sexual assaults, trash, any of that. They didn't want any of that. So they just didn't. They cracked down on Freak Nick that year in 1996. The last attempt at Freak Nick was made in 1997 under the name Spring Jam. And I actually have a clip from that, uh, that party. And it might even be, interestingly enough, the thing you were talking about, which was um, True Life. Okay. Females um, were sexually assaulted to a severe point and it, it, where they had to receive lots of medical attention. Reality-wise, people don't know how to act, for real. Because we've already seen a couple of women get felt up. And if it wasn't for the police, you know, this, anything, somebody could get raped. Maybe more than somebody, a couple of people could, you yeah. know. Y'all ready? Come on, come on, out. There's a great walk around it, um, downtown Peachtree. There was a couple of girls to the right of us, and uh, they were dancing on top of a cart. clip is is so crazy because what i want people to picture i mean obviously there's women listening so they don't need to picture they know the experience or hopefully not i don't know but what i saw in that is there's women down there they see a guy that they think is attractive or or maybe not they just want to dance on somebody and they pick a guy to dance on and the sign and freak dancing in public at this thing with a person that you maybe you want to hook up with maybe you don't maybe you just want to dance on this one person led to 30 other men attacking her and ripping her clothes off. So like you're down there for fun too, as a woman, like you're down there to have a good time and do whatever it is that you want to do. And you can't, that's not a right that a woman has in this world to like dance and be silly and get a little drunk and make some bad decisions. Like, no, 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 you can't be drunk, especially not at the, at Freaknik at this point, maybe early Freaknik. I don't know. But at this point in Freaknik, you can't get drunk and, you know, make stupid decisions or not have your wits about you or, you know, go home with somebody you don't know. All the things that men get to do when when we're young and be dumb and like, yeah, man, I didn't even know her name. And Women don't get to do anything. As, but in this environment, you don't even get to, like, dance with your girlfriend. 
You don't even get to be two girls like, let's dance with each other, girl. Like, no, we because what's up? Because what's up? Yeah, because a group of guys are coming over to see you guys dance. Like, oh, we want we want a part of this. Like, I yes. mean, in a group, I mean, like 10 guys in a circle around. Yes. Us. Like we like, like pre- predatory. Crazy. It was like um, it's like seeing um, gazelles down by the watering hole and a bunch of lions. It, 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 like it's truly the and the other part that's sad. And this is not this is not um, solely Freaknik. This is just the world. But that guy that you picked to dance on, when that shit goes sideways, it's just like a awkward laugh and be like, "Damn, that's crazy. I don't know. I didn't know her." So, and they will leave you deserted. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's just like the way men, the way even the man, the guy, the guy that was talking about that. And I think it was from True Life. I'm not sure. He had like a, a Packers jersey on. Yeah, that's the one. He was yep. sitting in an RV. Yeah, an RV. He, yes, he was sitting in an RV. Mm-hmm. The way he was like. And then they just started mauling her, man. It was crazy. But like, they didn't show me any footage of him doing anything. No. And but the thing, the thing is about that, like, we used to not to this extent to like sexually assaulting women, but we used to see this when we were kids and going to little parties where like they were a group of girls, and then uh-huh. as us as teenagers, we go, go over there as like, and you surround them. I hate mm-hmm. to use the word predatory in the, at that age, but right. it's it's still the same. But it's 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 learned early. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, we talked about some of the, you know, the parties that we went to uh, when we were in middle school with our friend, RIP, yeah. those kind of parties. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, surrounding people, pushing people in. No, you go, y'all dance yeah, together. Yeah. It's a lot of, like, but it's innocent. Exactly. But it can turn not innocent quickly. Yeah. You know, it could turn not innocent so quick. It's such a thin line between innocent and assault or discomfort uh, um, unwanted groping. It, it's just it can turn that quickly. We I saw it, the clip I was playing. The women were having a blast. Yeah, good old time. They were on top of cars. They were having a great time. And then eight dudes start grabbing their ass in their vagina. And now it's not it's not fun. I consensually started dancing, and now I'm being assaulted. Yeah, that quickly. Nobody made them dance, but ne- I was I, I why don't why don't why don't I yeah. get to have a good time exactly, and dance? Exactly, man. Exactly. You know. The way freaking the way here's the thing I, I expect to see if this doc if this documentary ever sees the light of day is a lot of dudes who were complicit in women being sexually assaulted and raped talking fondly about Freak Nick and a lot of women talking about what a terrible experience Freak Nick yeah. was. Think I think it's gonna be a right a line right down in the middle of dudes being like, Man, if they should I would go to Freak Nick again tomorrow. I had a great time. It was a blast. Yeah, it's easy. And women guys. being like Exactly. And women being like, it was the worst time of my life. I mean, I went down there so excited. I heard about it. All my favorite rappers were down there and I was assaulted yeah. many times the whole weekend. I'll never want to experience that. And I can never forget it. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know if, you know, we, if you have anything else to say, but I kind of wanted to end it on this, the, the article that we read, uh, a lady said something about how, you know, where it was like, Oh, this is, this is the end. This is where it, it yeah. died. No, go. No, so yeah. No, finish it off. There was a, uh, a lady, a young lady, and she said that there were, they was, it was like the last, probably the last, this is where the demise of it, it this was it. And it was like, uh-huh. there was a lady who was like, clearly not a college student. Like, 30-year-old was like, uh-huh. on the car dancing, shaking her ass, and she was like, you know, what are you, what are you doing? She was like, no, I'm, I'm here for the freak Nick. I'm, I'm here for the freak Nick. It was just like. That was that, and it was like that was yeah. Like, nobody, is, nobody was. We're not. There was nobody around watching. Nobody was yeah. there. It was empty, and it was just like no. this person. 
this grown person was down. I here. just came down here to get nasty. And it was like nobody. And it was like it was dead. It was like maybe not even half of what it used to be. The attendees that was yeah. there. It was like nobody was watching her, and it was just like that. That was it. No, <laughs> was yeah, it. the 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 smoldering ashes of Freak Nick was like some fifty year old woman being like, "I came down here to get my freak yeah. on." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just not fun anymore. Like it's just a bunch of skeevy. Pe- it's that's the thing. Like at some point, it's all skeevy people because all the young professionals and the the kids that are graduating college and all the young pretty girls and stuff they get the memo quick, right? Yep, because you the, listen. You're young. All the all the baddies they learn they get the memo. The way it was a grapevine yeah. to start freaking yeah. the baddies are like, girl, no, like mm-mm, that's not the place to be. Like <laughs> it's a bunch of broke. It's a bunch of dudes down there, but they're all broke. <laughs> All the girls are down there trying to get to Uncle Luke, Snoop Dogg, and Too Short, and Jermaine Dupree. <laughs> we're not going to get to them. Right. So, nah, it's over, girl. Let's go back to Miami yeah, and whatever. So now you just got, uh, it's Ratchet City. Yeah. Ratchet dudes, ratchet women, all co-mingling, chaos, and it just got bad. So, like, the 99, whatever they tried to do, Freak Nick, that wasn't Freak Nick, that's probably what that lady yeah. saw. Where it's like, oh my God, like, who are you? Oh, my name is Gladys. I got my my you know my kid. I don't have I don't have my kids for the weekend. I'm just down here to have a good time. Yeah, shaking her ass on the on her own car. It's like <laughs> it's not you're not supposed to dance on your own right. car. Like yeah, Top. and there's nobody over here. Who are you doing this for? Oh, I just love Frankie Beverly and Mays. <laughs> doing it for the I'm doing it for the freak niggas. Like nobody's yes. nobody's here. Like everybody's gone. <laughs> nobody you're like by doesn't even call that anymore. This is so, yeah, man. This is Young College Weekend again. <laughs> This is a young black college right. weekend. <laughs> traffic, traffic is flowing. Yeah, it's <laughs> like everything's horn. great. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's in the median. Like she's just in the way. She's like, Freak Nick's a state of mind, baby. It's not a Freak Nick's not a place. It's a it's a it's a feeling. <laughs> so you're, a, ma'am, you're on bath salts. <laughs> you're <delete>. so, Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there have been attempts to revive Freak Nick, but nothing will ever live up to the memories of the that the attendee that the attendees have in their heads. Unfortunately. For some, it was a dream that they'll never forget. And for others, it was a nightmare that they wish that they could. Um, and that's all I really have on Freak Nick, bro. Like, this was this was a crazy time. It was such a cultural era. I, like, in the research that we did, you know, seeing young Uncle Luke and two short, hearing two short stories and a young Jermaine Dupree being, like, from Atlanta and kind of saying, Freak Nick kind of was the start of my career. Really? Like, yeah, you know, right, you know exactly. it's, just how much influence Freaknik had and to know that it was started by some of our cousins over there in the DC metro area. And like go, go, go was the soundtrack of the early stages of Freaknik. And it was this fun black picnic that was started by these young black academics going to a HBCU and trying to blow off some steam and save some money. Cause they couldn't get back home for spring break. Like the origins of Freaknik are, are so beautiful as sad that is the, the way that it ended, but it's also incredible at what black cool and black culture built. Yeah, like black people put the word of mouth out. Young black kids were like, "Yo, this is the place to be," and they came. Yeah. Like they came in droves, and Snoop Dogg came, and Uncle Luke came. It, it was the place to be. Spike Lee talked about it in the movie, and this is all off of just black young energy and fun. It, it, it and it built this incredible thing, and then it just got out of hand. You know, so I'm it's, you know, again, this is another example. This is a bigger conversation, obviously, that I don't feel like going into. But I feel like there are there are a few black people who learn how to cash in on black cool. And this was an instance where nobody cashed in 
Nobody, all these young black professionals, probably in business school, but still young. Nobody trademarked Freak Nick. Mm. Like nobody, who owns the name? Nobody. You know, like who's making money on Freak Nick now when it's talked about, when it's spoke about, when there's documentaries being yep. made about it? Because I don't think uh, Rico Brown, I don't think Rico Brown trademarked Freak Nick. He, that just came from him. Yeah. He's a young dude and, you know, and that, when we watch TikToks and black people dancing and shit, he was just young dude and having a good time. And one was ready to, he was at the picnic. He's like, yo, let's call it Freak Nick. Yeah. Didn't know it was, was going to blow up like that. No idea. Who, who, no idea. You know, it's, it's like Fleek. That girl is eyebrows on Fleek. Yeah. She just said it because that's just the creativity. And I just want us to be more conscious of like, bro, you got to marry that creativity and the business part. Because somebody's going to come along and, and go, oh, man, oh, look at all this culture and money and all these people here. Nobody owns Freak Nick? A 40-year-old dude will come and trademark Freak Nick 10 years into Freak Nick. Now they own Freak Nick. Now whoever... I bet whoever they had to talk to to get Freaknik made wasn't anybody that was at that first picnic. No. You know, like, so it's just, it, it's sad to me that this amazing thing happened. It, it touched culture the way that it did, and then it just went away. And I don't think anybody really, other than, like, the mayors and business, small businesses in Atlanta, like, there's nobody that was involved in the founding of this that really saw any money, monetary gain or anything like that, and they started this beautiful thing out of their mind. Like, think about that. A, a group of kids went, man, I can't get home. I don't have any gas money to get back home to, to D.C. Yeah. Let's just stay here, cook us some hot dogs, have a cooler, whatever, we'll have a, a little picnic. Yeah. Let's call it Freaknik. Now that's... And then people were like... That's where I would have been. I would have been... That's where I would have been. I would have been a regular during that time. When it was... Oh, yeah, out. the first couple years oh, of Freaknik? Man. man, the first couple years of Freaknik were probably glorious. Oh, yeah. Good music and fun and... Other kids that also take the same classes as you, same majors, like you can networking, yep. you know, like everything that it was supposed to be. And then it lost that or not even lost it. It was kind of taken from it by people that just were there for the yeah. freaks. The name was the demise. If it was, if it started off as the, the black college weekend, it would have never been what it was. I don't think it's true. I think it would have still been fun, but it would have been a Morehouse Clark, and Spellman thing. Yeah. It would have stayed a college Some event. But have HB, HBCU being in the name as some way. Yes. Probably would have. It probably would have been still probably would have kept cool, it small. It would have kept it small. It would have. I think I will go. I won't. You know, obviously we hindsight is 2020. I think if this was called the the black HBCU uh, spring break weekend extravaganza. That's a long name, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I think yeah. it would be the 40th anniversary. Sure. Still be going on today. But we wouldn't. We wouldn't know. It wouldn't be what it was. Yeah. It would just be an Atlanta thing, like all that all the Morehouse kids and the Spelman kids know about and go to. And now I bring my kids. And I'm like, sure it would have morphed like into more I'm of a. Like that's fine though. Yes, that's. But my point, and that was my point that I initially made, is that if we had more things like yeah, yeah, that, yeah, where we it. don't need to know about yeah. it, it doesn't need to be the hottest thing in the world. It's just like things that we. I can go here. I can go there. I can go here. I can go over here. There's a spring break type of thing at this school. There's a spring break. If we had more of those things, it wouldn't be this like, oh, we got to, this is, oh, this is black music and black culture and young black people and beautiful black women and uh, sexy black dudes. And, oh, we got to all go to Atlanta. If we could go to Atlanta and Chicago and California and Baltimore and just it's spread out and it just becomes like we don't, we, we have spaces. Yeah. yeah. 
The, the demise of Freaknik was that it was the first and only space where black people saw what spring break looked like when black people spring broke. Yeah. And, and, and I freaks. think if we saw it more, and the freaks, of course, don't, we can't never forget the freaks. But I think if we saw more of it, it would become, it's that same, I have this argument with people all the time where I go, you know, the drinking age in Europe is 16. Oh, shit, it is? And yeah, and then we have this, I, I, I might have, maybe not you, but I had a discussion with people where I go, well, why don't they do that over here? And the, the person always, I always get shot down. It's a great point where it's like, yeah, but it's been that way for like 100 years. If you made the drinking age 16 tomorrow, kids would die because they would go out of the gate. It wouldn't just be like, the, the logic is there's less alcoholics kind. I don't know the statistics, but like the logic is when you, you destigmatize it, you make it less taboo, it's not a big deal. So over in England, if you're 16 and you could drink since you were 16, there's not this whole like, oh, I turned 21 now and go crazy. Yeah, it's not like a big thing. I get so that. over here, people, kids go crazy. But if you could drink since you were 16, by the time you're 20, you're like, I don't know. I have a drink with dinner. I, I Alcohol is not a big deal to me. But if you tomorrow went, changed the drinking age from 16 to 21, it would take 50 years for it to become like not a big yeah. deal. And in that 50 years, a bunch of kids yeah. would die. Uh, yeah. Fucking uh, DUIs would go up. Car accident, deaths, would go, everything. It was everything. Before. Exactly. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is like, if we had more of these type of things, it would be better, but you make a good point too, where you go, okay, well, if we had Freak Nick West and Freak Nick, South, it would just be crazy everywhere because people would still be going out of their minds. You need years and years of right. this availability of these uh, spaces for black people to feel like they can be black people and listen to black music and enjoy black culture on spring break and vacation black. It would be chaotic for the first few years of it because it, it would need to level out where it becomes normal for us, normal for us where we go, oh yeah, this is just, this is just vacation. Yeah. And it's not at a beach, it's at a, it's in a city. And we're just keeping it chill. So I don't know, but I the inception and the idea of Freaknik I love. I just hate what it turned into. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, um, Fran, before we get out of here, what are you thankful for? Uh I'm thankful for a lot of things. But I do want to say that I'm upset again that now I wouldn't say I'm upset I didn't get a chance to experience Freaknik because it sounds like a <laughs> disaster. I just sure. don't being around that that many people is just that's too much for me. But the beginning yeah, of it's it, chaotic. the beginning of it, I wish I was I wish I was born and in, in HBCU, living that college life to see how it all flourished, how it all began. I'm upset that I didn't get to experience that. But everything yeah, else, same, after man, that, I, yeah. I'm like, ah, I'm you can have, I'm you good. can have that. I'm good. Man. Yeah, I I think I think that I bet the first five years of Freaknik were really yeah, beautiful, man, and I'm I'm sure. sad I'm sad I missed it too. But um, I am I'm, I'm thankful for the time that we grew up in. Um, I'm thankful for good friends, and I'm thankful that you know, you know, anybody that I haven't seen in a long time, the last thing I said to them was a good thing. You know, I feel confident in that. Um, uh, you know, if you got you know friends that aren't in your life anymore, you know, reach out to them and tell them, you know, hey, how you, you know, just ask them how they're doing, because you know, you just never yeah, know man. when the last day could be. So, um, rest in peace to our friend. Um. But uh, yeah, um, what we're going to do is we're going to get up out of here, man. I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. We'll see you guys next Deuces. time.
A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.